Hey, and just a quick reminder that the audio-only versions of these Vital MX interviews are available on the Vital MX podcast page. Search for it anywhere you get your pods and let your friends know about it. What's up, guys? This is Jamie with Vital MX, and I'm uh, doing a check-in with Rockstar Huskies' Jalik Swole. What's going on, Jalik? Uh, nothing much. Uh, just kind of locking in, really. Just, uh, you know, trying to get healthier and healthier and to the point where I feel like when I come back, I'll be 100%. Yeah, you had an injury, uh, I believe it was a spiral fracture to the humerus before the season yep. even kicked off. How did that injury happen? Ah, uh, man. I mean, it was just a normal day. Um, just a normal day after uh, all the laps that we do in boot camp. And, um, man, it was just, it was, it was, it was honestly really like stupid. It was one of the, the easiest parts of the track, uh, probably one of the safer parts of the track. Um, but I just happened to kind of slide off the face of this jump a little and, um, kind of just sent me into a, like a high side kind of into a single and, and, uh, the way I crashed, um, man, I don't know. It, it seemed like something super savable. So, um, I stayed in it. Um, and it was weird. Like the way the high side threw me when I landed or whatever, the, uh, I just, all my forward momentum just stopped and I just went straight into the ground, but I was kind of hanging on the bars at the same time. And just the, the motion of uh, all that momentum stopping and all the movement that was going forward, kind of pushing me a certain way, um, pretty much just twisted my arm into, um, well, a literal, a literal spiral fracture. So it was pretty much like it twisted the bone into a break, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, it definitely does. It sounds awful. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, it was not fun. No, the humerus. That's uh, I think the second biggest bone, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, very painful. Yeah, it was. Um, it was pretty painful, but um, it was weird because like I was on the ground and um, I mean I feel like I have a pretty good pain tolerance, so um, it it was just it was almost like a blur, almost like I, I'm I'm laying there and I'm, I'm kind of like. I ring my bell a tiny bit. So I'm kind of just like coming to from that kind of just like checking myself out or whatever. And, and I don't even realize that my arm is broken. I, I'm kind of just like, I'm laying there. Um, and my eyes are closed, but I, I'm putting my hand in the air to make sure that, uh, you know, Tom and, um, Brownie and Alden, everybody can see me or whatever to come to me or whatever. And, um, in my mind, you know, I'm waving both my arms in the air and, uh, I open my eyes and it's literally just my right arm waving around <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, well that's kind of weird. And then I start like looking to my opposite side and my arms just pretty much like limp, just kind of laying over like the landing of this single or whatever. And, um, uh, it was a weird, weird, weird feeling. Um, like I, I'm sitting there and, and in my mind, I, I'm trying to move my arm, you know, and it's not going. But, um, yeah, every time I try to move my arm, like I, I, I see my fingers moving, <laughs> but I literally cannot move my arm. And it was the weirdest feeling. Uh, 
but honestly that was that was the worst part of the break to me was not even the pain but just like how weird it was sitting there not being able to actually move my arm like just seeing it laying there yeah yeah i can only imagine uh we're about three months out from that i think um how are you now how healed are you what's the time frame recovery on that um i'm pretty i'm pretty healed up uh i'm i'm really 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 close to um being normal i feel uh literally as soon as i got the surgery done um you know obviously you take your your week or whatever kind of for the inflammation and all that stuff to to calm down but i pretty much started as soon as i could uh just rehabbing it, honestly, probably doing stuff when I probably should have just been chilling. But man, I just I really wanted to speed up this recovery process and try to get back as quickly as possible because um, uh, it, it just it sucks sitting out, you know. Like I, I feel like you know we we all struggled uh, last year with new bike and new settings and, and and all that whole deal, and and I felt like this off season we made a lot of progress and, and I was riding really, really good. And I know a lot of riders say that and that's pretty cliche, but like, I, I really do feel like I was, um, really, really ready to be on the box and more, more times than not. Um, so man, that, that just, it kind of stung a little bit. Um, but you know, I'm not, I'm not the only one. There's a lot of guys who are also hurt. So, I'm sure everybody can kind of relate to this, but yeah, it just, it, it just sucked. So, um, I've been trying really, really, really hard to get back as quickly as possible. And as of right now, um, it's not confirmed yet, but, um, I plan on trying to get back going next week and, um, at least get back into just maybe riding wheels on the ground for, you know, the first little bit and, and, and slowly progressing back into it. But I am feeling better and better every day and, um, no better way to test the arm than to uh, get back on the horse. So. Definitely. That's good to hear. Um, you kind of touched on it. How prepared did you feel you were for this season? I, I know whoops were something that you really want to work on. Where mm-hmm. did you feel you were at coming in before the injury? Well, I feel like my struggle with the whoops has always been kind of just, a comfortability thing like it's pretty um it's pretty important in supercross to be at one with your bike and um i felt like last year that's kind of just what i struggled with i never really felt comfortable or like i knew what um you know to expect um and this time around i really really felt like um i made huge strides um and I was riding really, really well. Like I, I do feel like, um, this was probably the most, uh, most put together and most ready I was, um, coming into a season. Um, and yeah, I mean, that was just, I mean, it was a big focus to hit the whoops, right. And and get better in the whoops, but also just, just kind of the intensity around the track and getting better and better. And, And I really, um, think this year would have been a good year if, if you know it, it's a it would have been way easier you know if i were to at least get one round or <laughs> two rounds in and then break my arm so everybody could have just seen what i had you know um but yeah i mean things were good um alden was pretty uh happy with the progression and everything from you know the last week or two leading up and and same with brownie like i really feel like i was starting to 
um, get to the, the, the peak of, you know, what I could do right before the race. And it just so happened that, um, you know, the, the crash happened and, and I had to sit and, and watch, but, um, it was, it was really good off season. It's probably the best off season I've had. And, and I'm not trying to let, uh, you know, the break, uh, hold me back at all. I, I plan to get back in and, and um, be hundred percent ready for outdoors and, and at least, um, not dwell on the, uh, the time that I've missed, but, uh, make the most out of the time that, you know, I have. Sure. Yeah. It's funny. You bring up the fact you said that you would have liked to at least got one race in and we, we had Malcolm mm-hmm. Stewart on the show last week and he mentioned his injury and he said, man, at least it was better than Jaleek because I at least got to show something for a couple rounds. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny that you mentioned that cause he just touched on that. Um, how did you deal with the mental side of knowing your season was over before it began? Uh, I mean, do you have people you talk to? Did you sit down and kind of lay, you know, lay it all out for somebody and just get, get a boost? Um, I mean, as a racer, uh, you know, our, our season, it, it's, it's a long season, but at the same time, it's really not, you know? Um, and for me, you know, not being able to really do anything, it just kind of, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say I wasn't, you know, really down because I, I was, um, but I've also been around enough and, and, and seeing a lot of riders go through this and, and all that stuff just, just through time in the sport. So uh, I know it's a part of it. Everybody's going to um unfortunately prob like most likely have um an injury that's gonna halt them from you know racing so it's a part of the sport and it just it just happens that mine or it just sucks that mine happened you know before we actually went racing but it's a part of it i yeah. mean we we do a a really really dangerous sport and um yeah, every time we're out on the track, not just racing, but just the whole thing, it's it, it's a risk factor in it, you know. So, um, you know, we all we all know the risks that come with racing and doing what we love. So, um, it is what it is, you know. You just got to take it on the chin. Um, I feel like, you know, I, I was at least happy with the fact that you know how good my riding was uh, leading up to the crash and just feeling like I was unlocking um, some speed that I felt like I was trying to get to for a while. So um, in that terms, I I have the peace of mind knowing that um, I can do it, you know, Um, it just kind of comes down to, you know, lasting uh, this next off season and being healthy, ready for the next supercross. You know, Um, I have a lot more goes I feel in my career to uh, show what I got. So yeah, this, this, this year sucks having to sit out a whole Supercross, but at the end of the day, I feel like I'll have my opportunities um, sooner than later. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, this is a contract year for you. So how has the team been? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and you you know, you, you mentioned trying to be out back ready 100% for outdoors. That's very important. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's important. It's, an, it's a, that's an important year. Um, it's contract year. Uh, I feel that um as long as you know i can get my arm back going uh, for outdoors it'll all be okay um 
and at least I don't have a bigger injury. Like I, it, it could have, it could have been a, a way worse injury than, than what it was. I know that's weird to say considering it was like a really bad break, but um, I was actually really close to a nerve actually. So um, the break almost, almost uh, messed with the nerves. And then I, I could have lost my arm for like three or four months before I would have got the feeling back. Um, so to me, that's what kind of settled things down for me. Um, just having the opportunity to, to actually get back this year. Uh, so I, I kind of just put my main focus on outdoors and making sure I can, you know, do what I have to do there and, um, show what I'm capable of doing. Um, it's, it's easy to be written off, especially after you have a down year, especially like what I had last year, um, kind of just fighting through, you know, the, the, the whole new process of, um, learning a new bike, but also trying to find new settings and make the bike better and better. You know, it felt more like we were, we were testing every round last year than what, you know, really showing up to race. So, um, and that has nothing to do with the team or anything. That's just what comes with a new bike, unfortunately. So, um, this year being able to, you know, find some new strides and, and some things that I feel like we were missing last year and, finally getting that and being more comfortable this year. I feel like this year will be, will be fine. Even though it's a contract year, it's, uh, I try to keep the the pressure off as much as I can. You know, I, I know pressure is going to come regardless. It, it, it is racing and professional racing at that. So there's always pressure, but um, I know if I go out and I do what I need to do and ride how, you know, I know I can ride and, and what I'm capable of doing, then, um, I'll be completely fine. And, uh, at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's doing something that, that we love and that's, that's fun. Right. So <laughs> yeah. just trying to keep the fun in it and, you know, everything else will fall into place. You mentioned the bike struggles last year a little bit and your teammate RJ yeah. Hampshire mentioned it a few times and he seems much happier with it. How much yeah. happier were you with the bike coming into the season? What was better? Um, it's, it's hard to say because really so much was changed. Um, so we have pretty much what feels like a new bike completely almost mm. like it. Um, it is much different than what we race. It's a much better um, bike. The guys uh, worked really hard this off season to find some comfort for all of us. And, you know, we, we all have way different builds just, like you know physically and just different things that we're looking for the bike to do in certain situations and um i feel like that was a big focus for for the team with with all the riders coming in was just finding that comfort for everyone and i felt like they did a pretty good job for that especially with the short time frame of, of our off seasons so um it was a good work on the boys and and they got the boys a lot more comfortable and, and you can see it i mean everybody's results have uh gone way 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 up since last year you know ap um riding really good malcolm was riding really good before his injury and uh you know rj is is fighting for wins pretty much every race and um also coops in in the hunt this year so you can see it it's all down the board that everybody's doing a lot better um so it just shows the work that was put in this off season and uh yeah i'm i i 
I got to a really good point in my supercross training with the bike, but um, I haven't gotten to ride um, like our our new stuff on on outdoors yet. So um, excited for that. Um, just based off of you know everybody's supercross results being way way better and and how much happier everybody is with the bike this year um i'm happy to see you know how much better our bike is come you know uh this next summer absolutely um talk about you were really really (laughs) tight with styles robertson and dean wilson who have (laughs) moved on to different (laughs) teams uh has it been a bit of a bummer not having your close buddies around yeah of course uh those two are very different personalities um and you know when you have two big personalities um get i guess uh you know new different different opportunities or whatever and and, and they leave the team it's a big uh it's a big void that that's kind of missing especially because those those guys have been on the team with me since you know i've pretty much been pro with husky so i've been around those guys for a, a long time and uh i got so used to those guys so yeah it's it's a bit weird when they're not here now um i'm a little bit more used to it now that it's been some more time with them gone, but uh, definitely at first when they were gone, it was, it, it was weird. Uh, the locker room was definitely took a minute to come around. It's still, it, it's a, uh, it's not, it's not what it was with Dean and um, styles, but uh, Max is, Max is pretty funny. He's starting to come around. So we have our own little thing. It's definitely not, um, it's definitely not a Dean and styles locker room, but um <laughs> <laughs> it is we we still we still know how to keep the fun in, in it and um it's been it's been fun but i see i see dean a lot when i'm in california i usually stay at his house uh when he's down in florida we usually hang out a pretty good bit so um they're they're always somewhat around you know uh and uh also facetime and facetime a good bit so um when it comes down to styles and dean yeah it's not it's not the same with them being gone but at the end of the day, I can't really uh, get them out of my life somehow. <laughs> One of them calls almost every day, which you know, flip flopping. So yeah, um, it's it's they're they're still around. They're good friends. We talk a lot, and um, those are good. Those are good guys. I miss them, but um, it's kind of nice not having them around too. They get pretty <laughs> annoying too. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, last last topic, I guess is. I'm sure you've been watching the races from the house. You've been at a couple. I think I saw you at Daytona. Uh, What has stood out for you this season? Just watching as a fan, whether it be the 450 championship battle or either coast 250, what's been standing out? Um, man, uh, I feel like there's a lot. Yeah. Um, 450 wise, uh, it's been pretty fun watching that. You know, I, I feel like, uh, every every year um you know there's it's a stack class coming in but it kind of funnels into you know really two guys and this year i feel like it's been a good variety of people who can uh win i know um tomac coop and chase have kind of um you most people put them in in the one two three spot uh whichever way it goes but um there still is you know people contending and, and and are capable of winning and that's what makes it pretty fun to watch um especially the battle uh between the, the top three guys so it's it's been fun to watch and uh 250 class um man 250 class i feel like is always pretty wild um 
But I feel like the main thing that's sticking out is really just whoever survives the 15 minutes, really. Uh, I feel like the races really, really depend on kind of who just gets that good start and stays up. And uh, everybody's racing so hard and, and fitness is so good and everybody's pushing, you know. So, um, man, it really just depends on who survives the 15 minutes that, that normally gets to the top three spot. Yeah. Uh, and that's what has really stuck out to me. I feel like, like whoever is, whoever's got that good start really, you know, um, like I said, we, we, every, everybody who's on the track at, at this, this point in, in supercross or even motocross really, but, um, that's who normally stays up there really. Uh, everybody's training with, with the top guys, everybody's got top level, um, fitness. So, it's it's pretty it's pretty tough to come through the pack now. It's kind of what I'm getting at, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really about getting that good start and staying mistake free, and 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 you kind of see that the guys who are the most mistake free are the guys that usually are, you know, seconds out or have a big gap, and they're just kind of riding by themselves during the main event and. That's kind of what's been sticking out the most for me, to be honest. Okay. I got two predictions I want to get from you, and then I'll let you go. Um, Will we see another winner in the 450 class that, like, I think Barsha gets one before the end of the season? Do you think there'll be another one? Oh, for sure. I feel like, um, yeah, Barsha's a good pick. uh, But I also feel like Jason is is due for for a win. He's had a few rough rounds, just kind of finding himself on the ground a little bit more than what – we normally see a Jason, I feel, but his speed is, has, has been there all year. I feel and uh, with him, I feel like if he gets a good start and is kind of in the mix with those guys, like from the start of the race, I feel like he'll be, he'll be due for a win. Okay. Just kind of basing off of how, how good he was last year as well, you know, and even, even like uh Tampa or whatever, when he found himself on the ground pretty early, but did he was he was flying all race and and made it like all the way back up. I think it was like fifth or something. But um, yeah, I feel like he's due for a win. Barsh is pretty pretty good pick too. It's like AP kid as well. I think uh, um, everybody obviously <laughs> seen that you know before his last lap crash or whatever. Which which I feel like everybody was pretty heartbroken to see to be honest. But. Um, yeah, the 450 class has a variety right now, and that's kind of what I was getting at earlier. Is this, I feel like this is one of those years where um, there's so many guys that can actually mix it up, and that's what makes the 450 class pretty fun this year. I feel like this is the probably one of the only years I can really remember that there's been so many people that can actually get a win, you know? I agree, 100%. Uh, last question, championship prediction for the 450 class. Who you got? Um, I mean, I'm not going to piss off the Austrians, you know, we're, we're just, we're just going to go in house, you know, we're going to go coop for the dub and, uh, <clears throat> but I do see it being a really, really close championship. Dude. These guys are actually fighting tooth and nail every, every weekend. So it's going to be close. It's probably going to end up being the last, uh, the last round that chooses it. So, um, I'm just excited to see, especially as a fan, you know, I, I, since I've been out, I've had to really disconnect uh being a racer and uh i guess just being a fan so um right now just just from a fan perspective uh i'm just looking forward to it however however the championship swings i I would like to see a uh 
kind of last last uh, round of the year be the winner takes all kind of situation. I think that's what uh, those guys. Um, I feel like that's what they're they're kind of going to right now, and I feel like for the fans, that's going to be the uh, most ex- uh, most exciting uh, experience for Supercross. You know. Definitely. I think that's what's going to happen. It looks like it's going to go all the way down to the wire, and I couldn't agree more. Jalik, man, I hope you uh, yeah, continue to heal up and be glad to see you back on a bike soon. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, man, appreciate it, and uh, no worries anytime. All right, buddy, take, take care and be safe. Yep, you too. Right. Thank you. Yeah.